Welcome back, dear listener, to the life and times of Warwick's Farm. Well, Canterbury Tales, the reading of my book, is now behind us, and I'm flying solo. So, uh, <laughs> the pressure's come on. I listened to part of a previous podcast, and uh, not that I listened to many, but I think someone else was having a listen, and I listened along. And I noticed that, like most New Zealanders, I tend to talk quite quickly. There's two reasons why I'm going to try to address that. Number one, I want to make sure you can all hear me properly and understand what I'm saying. And number two, it might fill in some some of the time that I'm going to, have to fill in with my with my ramblings. So anyway, if you hear me going too fast, let me know and I'll slow it down. Uh, today I'd like to uh, just mention or talk about for a little while uh, something that um, happened to me a week or so back. I turned 60. I don't consider myself over the hill by any means, but I have to admit that I'm starting to get a magnificent view of the valley. But doesn't time fly? Warwick's farm has been operating since 1998. We've been living off the land, so to speak, since 2006. Time flies. It's it's scary. You probably, like uh, <coughs> many of us, <laughs> my age, our age, um, we say that to people, time flies, and it does. Christmas is race round, birthdays come quicker than ever. But I think I've finally solved the mystery. That is the percentage of elapsed time lived. Remember kids, young kids, summer holidays would come, you'd be out of school, and it would seem to last forever. Weeks would drag, and it was hot and lovely, and you're out there, and just thinking about going back to school, it wasn't even on the horizon. It just took so long. But also, so did Christmas to come round. And uh, that was that could be quite hard at times. But inevitably, inevitably it did. And the following year, it seemed to take just as long. But uh, I think, it's as I said, it's a percentage of elapsed time lived. As as there becomes fewer and fewer Christmases on the horizon, They um, you remember the previous ones, and they certainly come around much, much quicker. Probably a bit like an hourglass too with the sands running through. You know, the last the last twenty percent of the sand going through the hourglass seems to take a lot lot quicker than the than the first twenty percent. Well with my sixtieth birthday on the horizon, I began to re reevaluate many things. I decided that as I was entering my later stages of life, it was time to get serious about Coming fit and healthy for the future. Now you see a lot of overweight men over 60, but very few overweight men over 80, and I intend to be very active into my 90s. I don't want there to be any if onlys when I check out. Anyway, bearing that in mind, I decided to set a goal, or some goals, to be as fit and trim as I have ever been in my life on my 60th birthday. And thinking about it, I thought, well, if I can make the the situation with time flying by worked for me with a bit of added discipline. Um, it could well work in my favour. Anyway, to give it a little bit of background, last July, August, the uh, the spring lambs or the early spring lambs were starting to be born. So I was doing my, my regular check of the five acre power paddock for newborns and for healthy mothers and um, decided it was time to get on the old mountain bike and and race around and have a look. Of course, I was getting pretty puffed out by a lap in a bit. However, lambing continues over the weeks, 
So every day I was out there. Um, it's a 500 meter track. And I decided that uh, once all the lambs had been born, I felt the urge that um, you know, I hadn't had my ride. I needed to do my ride today. So I decided to to sit down and, and, and actively do it as a regular thing. I was slowly building up as I was counting the lambs every day in case any new ones come. I was doing my two laps and I'll puff around a third and a fourth lap. And eventually, over another couple of weeks, I'll get up to six laps until I was regularly doing about 10 laps, which is about five kilometers. And uh, I had tricked myself or fooled myself into thinking that um, a lap was actually a kilometer rather than 500 meters. So I had it in my mind that I was doing so well, I was doing 10 kilometers a, a, um, a ride. And then I, I don't know what made me think about it, but I thought I started doubting myself and actually did the sums and measured it, and uh, no, it turned out to be 500 metres. So that I found that a bit disappointing. Anyway, I was getting towards <coughs> towards uh, July this year, and I decided, okay, let's see if I can double what I'm doing, get up to that 10 kilometres. So, um, in fact, that was June. And over the course of that month, I was able to double it, by not going too silly, just slowly building it up, but consistently every day doing the hard yards. And uh, by July, I was doing it reasonably comfortably. And that's when I set myself my first goal. I wanted to do 700 kilometers between the 1st of July and my birthday in mid-September. And in fact, I'm proud to say that I exceeded that. I did actually 820 kilometers. Allowed a few days for bad weather and ill health and, and unforeseen situations like demanding guests but uh, unfortunately not many of those things occurred and uh, actually 820 kilometers I achieved over the period so I was quite delighted. So by my birthday by uh, last week or so a couple of weeks ago my belly's just about gone um, fully dressed you can't tell I've got one although I can still see my little sag and according to the doctor I've lost over the last 12 months I've lost 12 kilograms so one kg a month I was I thought it was was quite good. Anyway, I've just reset my goals, and I want to want to really be super trim by Christmas. So I've got 800 kilometres to do between now and Christmas at uh, 20 laps a day, 10 kilometres. So fingers crossed, and we'll see how I go. Just getting back to the mechanics of my cycling ventures, uh, particularly for any of you out there who are seriously considering getting trim for your later years. Before you set your goal, remember you've got to you've got to do it every day without excuses. So it pays to get yourself organised before you start, and you don't need much. Um, I started off with a with an old dilapidated mountain bike, and uh, with a spare one for um, backup parts, which I inevitably needed over the over the time um, until <laughs> I was running out of parts and the whole thing collapsed on me. But um, very afternoon, I went out and bought myself another second-hand but much, much newer and better mountain bike, which is still keeping me in very good stead. I'm very lucky to have the, um, the five-acre paddock to cycle around. So many of you will be out there in suburbia, not so lucky. However, there are local parks. Um, you can cycle around the streets, uh, jog or walk or whatever. But the, the thing is to do it every single day or whatever your you decide as your routine. When I say every single day, obviously some days you can't due to weather and so forth. 
But even on those days, there was very, very few. I think there might have been maybe one or two days in the whole of winter that I couldn't get out. Usually when it's pouring rain, you'll find that there'll be at least an hour or so over the course of the day for you to get out. It takes me approximately 40, 45 minutes, depending on the wind resistance, to do my 40, to do my uh, my 10 kilometers. Uh, I also uh, bought myself a, or didn't buy myself, downloaded myself a cycling app. Um, and there are dozens and dozens available. But that also helps keep the motivation up. It tracks your uh, your distance, your average speeds, your, your kilocalories used. Even my one's even got a, a little map of my circuit and how many laps I do, you can actually see it, which is quite interesting. When I veer off track to go and check uh, some shaping, seeming zigzagging across the paddock instead of doing my nice round, uh, round ovals. Also, it's, it sounds all very well. Yes, that guy went out, he rode his bike, he lost a kilogram a, a, a month, 12 kilos in a, in a year, that's good. But I'll tell you what, it is hard work. Don't, um, don't think it's not hard work. You, 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 uh, you do the pain, but you get the gain. Uh, I find between the three to four kilometres, I start to flag, and then you get a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a spurt on up to the 5Ks, and then I treat it as being at the top of the mountain or the top of the hill. And I use that one just to relax a little bit and, and look at the scenery and enjoy that, thinking it's going to be all downhill from here. And then again, by about the six to the eighth uh, kilometre, things are starting to get a bit a bit puffy and a bit hot again. But then, you know, you're only two or three kilometres away from your goal and you get a second wind and off you go. Talking about wind, I think the record for going downwind, I think I've got up to 23 kilometres with the wind behind me. And on the same laps, uh, 11 kilometres going into the wind. So um, that certainly does does um, interfere with your um, with your performance. Things do get easier with time, though. As, as the weight starts to drop off, you're obviously lighter. So there's less of you to carry around. And you're also getting fitter. So um, your, your legs are pumping more than they used to. And also muscle memory comes into play as well. Um, the muscles remember what they're doing. and um, you don't have to concentrate so much, they it uh, takes over for you. Uh, another nice thing about going around the, the 5A paddock with the, with the 40 or 50 odd sheep there and the Southern Alps in the background is uh, enjoying the scenery. And not only enjoying the scenery, but watching the seasons change over the 12 months. And uh, it's, it's quite a subtle change, but you're there every single day and you see it all. And it's quite a... Quite a um, quite inspiring actually because there's not many of us actually are outdoors every single day day after day and watching the grass grow or the or the leaves start to brown and fall off and the snow on the mountains and the, the blossoms coming out and the tearing through the mud and the and um, then occasionally crashing into the into the hard dry tarmac depending on on what season it is but it's nice to be out there with the wind in your hair and not only um watching the scenery and the and counting the lambs and checking the sheep, but also seeing what the farmer next door and across the road are doing. And uh, there's always something going on. Even uh, the, the railway track that runs alongside us, um, the maintenance workers on the, on the trains, it surprised me how much work is done on those tracks. You have little idea unless you're there every day and, and see it for yourself. Um, the other thing with it is you're there for, you know, for whatever time it is, in my case up to 40 minutes, Use that time 
productively. I'm uh, either listening to music or the radio, listen to documentaries or talk back. It's a good, also a good time to plan. Plan what you're doing, plan your day, plan your month. Even just think things through and contemplate the future. Uh, it's 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 nice time time with yourself. And with the muscle memory working, you don't have to concentrate so much on what you're doing. Uh, I think I've had three crashes over the, over the 12 months, and they were all to do with sheep. They, um, they get pretty used to you racing around, and um, they see you coming, and they, they move out of the way, and they don't get stressed or frightened so much. But occasionally, you'll find someone, particularly with lambs, meandering along the track. So you come up behind, you yell out, beep, 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 and they start to run alongside you, and 95% of the time, you zig and they zag and everything's fine. But uh, the three occasions when I have actually gone over the handlebars, it has been both of them, the sheep and I have zagged at the same time and uh, come a bit of a cropper. Fortunately, though, uh, I usually reduce speed for both our uh, our sakes, so the sheep gets off lightly and I, I bite, the, bite the dust, but uh, don't get too much of a mouthful of of dirt in the process. And as I said at the end of the section, you're not only feeling better, but the weight falls off you. And um, I'm also pleased to report that my doctor has reduced my um, my uh, blood pressure medication, which I hope to be off completely in the next uh, in the next year or two. I thought I might share with you some of the life lessons learned over the last sixty years. I was sitting down with a glass of wine, getting all philosophical recently. And I came up with this little list, which I thought I'd share. Things don't matter. People, animals, and principles do. It's something I learned, particularly with the animals, over the years on the farm. Listen to your gut. Follow what you feel inside. It's never very, very rarely, if ever, lets you down. Happiness comes from within. Don't look outside for happiness. Find it within yourself. Don't believe everything you're told. Dig deep and dig even deeper if your gut tells you to. What goes around comes around. I'm a believer in, in fate and karma. You do good and good will catch up with you. And that happens. There's so many, so many times that I can recall things happening. Little simple things like somebody breaks down on the side of the road and comes to you for assistance. You give them a hand and get them out of trouble, and lo and behold, next time you're down the highway and your car breaks down, somebody comes along, looks after you, gets you back on the road, things really do go round. Don't sweat the small stuff. And remember, at least 90% of it is small stuff. Love your partner, your parents, and your children, and tell them that you do. Live for the day, but plan for the future. And sing occasionally. And if you can't sing, sing privately somewhere, somewhere where you're on your own. It's amazing just how just releasing what's inside in a joyous way is, can be such a, a lovely, wonderful thing. And life is too short, far too short, for crap wine and weak coffee. Well, that's about a wrap for now. Thanks for listening. Uh, next time I'll hope to be less indulgent about what I'm doing and talk more about what's happening on the farm and the animals and so forth. Uh, meanwhile, don't forget, if you want to purchase Canterbury Tales, uh, you can find that through 
most online bookstores. Also, you can visit us at warwicksfarm.com, W-A-R-W-I-C-K-Z-F-A-R-M.com. Um, and Elaine has um, just put together a, uh, a Warwick's Farm page on Facebook, so you can visit us there as well. Until next time, look after yourselves, and we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.